Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Hey, so first of the year. So as a pastor, when you roll around like holidays and first of the year, it's like, what do you bring? What God, what is it that you want me to bring? And, and typically my comfort zone is more like, oh, it's the first of the year. So everybody wants to be inspired and motivated. And I'm gonna start strong and I'm gonna do all this. And I love doing that. And I hope that you are excited about all that. And then you look at the things, well, what are other people sharing? And so you see everybody has like a word or a phrase like, uh, God has more in 2024, right? And I believe that. God's kicking down the door in 2024. I, I don't know what that looks like for you. I've, I've read it all, heard it all, and I'm like, oh yeah, I wanna do that one. I wanna do that. And so God dropped something in my heart, and I think the best things to do is what God says to do. And uh, he said, I want you to talk to him about not eating. <laughs> and I'm like, no, get behind me, Satan. We're gonna talk about, I really wanna bring a message today about prayer and fasting. It's not the typical one, and we, maybe we'll get to more of the exciting inspiration, right? There wasn't a big cheer there, right? We'll get to some of the others, uh, you know, as we go uh, and start the year out. But as a pastor, I really feel what I'm here to do is help you have the best year, year you can spiritually. And the reality is, for you to have the best year naturally, it has to be the best year spiritually for you. Because everything has a spiritual root. Whether we want to admit it or acknowledge it or not, that's where it begins for you and I. And now in the fall, we had a series we called All Dressed Up. We called it that. It was based on Ephesians 6, uh, that our battle's not against flesh and blood, but spiritual forces and heavenly places. And so we understand that there is a spiritual dynamic to our life that's more real than what we understand or see or believe. And in fact, what we need to do is be more spiritually aware of our life and who we are as we go throughout the year, my prayer is that we're more spiritually aware of who we are in Christ. And so to start our year off, we really are gonna take this day today and talk about prayer and fasting because those are two amazing spiritual disciplines. And when you combine them together, it does things that won't happen any other way in your life. And so I want you to know today that we're gonna take this day and we're gonna look at the scripture and talk about, and just briefly because it's a topic that is a series or longer for sure, but a topic that will help you and I prepare to have our best year spiritually, therefore have our best year in the natural. And so I wanna share some things. Uh, I wanna start by saying that uh, fasting is so important for you and I, and I'm not gonna spend a lot of time necessarily today on prayer, we talk about that often, but I wanna spend time on what the biblical principle is and the result of you and I taking time to add fasting to our spiritual disciplines. And tomorrow we start. And so you may not be ready. I want you to get ready. You may need a little bit more time to prepare. You might have to get mentally, emotionally ready, right? Disconnect from food. You got to get emotionally ready. Uh, you might need to go to Golden Corral today and load up. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You might need to spend some time talking to a doctor or someone to get some advice because we need to be wise in all this. And there's a number of ways to fast, and we have information on our website that you can go and find information on prayer and information on fasting. What I don't want you to do is just shut me out right now. <clears throat> I want you to hear what the Lord has said in the word and then ask him what he would have you to do. But now having said that, if you're gonna ask God, do you want me to pray? He's gonna say yes. If you're gonna ask him, let me save you some trouble. If you're gonna ask him, do you want me to fast? He's gonna say yes. All right, so just know that. So what you need to ask him is, how do you want me to approach this? And only do what he's asking you to do. So make sure that you are intentional in that. And, and so uh, I wanna say this as well, it's three weeks, it's 21 days, so if you just wanna start a little bit later, 
okay, but start at some point. If you want to start somewhere now simple and build your way up over three weeks, then do that. If you miss a day, it's okay. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy and say, you just need to quit, forget it. Uh, find the next day and start again, or restart, if you will. But I want to tell you through the word today how significant and important it is for you and I to develop a discipline of fasting in our life. Now, we, we do it here in January, but it should be a spiritual discipline we do at times throughout our, our year, our life. In fact, in August, we do 21 days of prayer, but this year, I feel like we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting here in January. In August, we're going to do 21 days of prayer and feasting. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And uh, we'll have more people participate. No, um, but <clears throat> we're going to grow <laughs> the church. Um, but so I want you to lock in with me this morning and be open to what the Holy Spirit would share and speak to you about the power of adding fasting to your spiritual life with prayer. And so that the reality is uh, we're, we're going to talk about things like, and so people will talk about, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast social media. Great, you should. I haven't been on social media for over a year, and it's life-changing. I'm just going to be honest with you. You need to fast news, which that's going to be hard for me, but I'm going to do things like that. Absolutely. However, I'm going to challenge you today a little bit more in fasting food. Because I think these other things, these other, I think the principle is the same for sure. But I, but I think the dynamic of looking at social media and looking at news and I'm going to fast binging Netflix or whatever, uh, you know, those kind of things. I, I get that and I think you should do that. But there's a really power in talking about, according to the word of God, fasting food. And you might be at a place, you might say, well, I, because of my work or because of my health. And I just want to say, honestly, there is something we all can fast in what we eat right? There is. There just really is. And so I think that the food part, I mean, the, the other thing, like the social media stuff part, is good and, and needed, but I think it could become a cop-out because we're more attached to food than anything else. And so we need to give up or sacrifice some things and break some strongholds or whatever or show God that we're sacrificing some things in order to see some things we won't see otherwise, experience some things we won't experience otherwise. Because the reality is, the scripture says, there's some things that you will not see without prayer and fasting. Now, there's different kinds of fasts you'll see. Uh, there's absolute fasting. You need to be really careful with that. You'll, the Daniel fast is a popular one. It's like 10 days. You can do it three, three weeks, however you want to do that. It might, it, the Daniel fast is like meats and sweets, just to be simple. There's more to it than that. You can find information. Uh, some people will fast a meal a day or things like that. But let me say this about that. I've had people tell me that they're fasting breakfast. And I'll say, I didn't know you're a breakfast eater. No, I, I don't eat breakfast. It's been fasting at my whole life. No, he's just been sleeping in. For me to fast breakfast is a big deal. I can fast lunch or dinner, but I'm a breakfast guy. But that's a, you know, that kind of, it might be a meal a day. But again, if you miss it or blow it or whatever you want to say, just get back on the next day. It's okay. Don't let the devil lie to you. Oh, you'll have to wait till 2025 now, right? Don't. <clears throat> do what you can do. God honors that. Because if it means something to you, it means something to him what you give up for him. And so if you just ask him, he will show you. And I, I wrote this down because I think it's funny. Uh, you know, and there's liquid fast, like, but liquid fast, understand, is like uh, a broth and juices. And it's not going to in and out and getting burger and fries in a milkshake and throwing it in a blender. That's not a liquid fast. And I will neither confirm or deny that I've ever done that. I'm just saying. It doesn't even taste the same. But anyways, it's something that does not constitute a fast. Now, let me say this. Fasting is not a diet. Fasting, however, is in the scripture not just for something, a spiritual benefit, it's there for a physical benefit, 
right? It detoxes you, right? We didn't have all the, they didn't have all the medicines and all the things that we have today and all this and that. So, so God has a plan in there for health. And, and fasting is part of that. It's a detoxing and things of that sort. But it's not a diet. And, and let me just say this. If you, it's not just a takeaway that you're taking something out of your life. You're actually taking and replacing it with something. And in fact, if you're not replacing it with a spiritual component, then you're starving is what you're doing, basically. So you take that time, you take that meal time, if you will, you take that moment and you add some other spiritual disciplines and reading the word, yeah, praying, right? Putting on some worship music, uh, getting together with some people that you normally might grab lunch with or coffee with, and then you said, and you talk about a passage of scripture, it, it's a spiritual dynamic. And if you're not adding a spiritual component into those moments, then all you are doing is, is starving. But here's what I want to say also, God knows. You can justify it or, I don't know, I don't want to use the word deceive yourself, but you can't God. So he sees your heart. And I say that not to say to be like real legalistic about it because it's not that. I say to say, ask God, and if you make a mistake or blow it, get back on the next day. He sees your heart. He knows your heart. And he's like, that's okay. Brush yourself off. Let's go. Let's get back on it. Okay. Oh, that's, that's kind of my setup for you. But I also want to just uh, stress the importance of fasting in this time. There are things that will only happen when we fast. And, and honestly, as your pastor, I want to encourage you in this, because the next few weeks could possibly be some of the most significant weeks in your life. Um, when we fast, we go from knowing God's power to experiencing God's power. We go from hearing the noise around us to hearing the voice of God, because as we draw closer to him, he draws closer to us. We go from spiritual bondage to spiritual breakthrough. Now, there's nothing magical about fasting, but there's something biblical about fasting, and that's what we're looking for anyways. Uh, fasting fast tracks our prayers. Fasting is the difference between the best we can do and experiencing what only God can do. And I cannot remember a time in my life that when I fasted, God has not done miraculous things. Fasting is, uh, I heard one pastor say this because I've been studying, studying over all the years. Uh, fast, one pastor said, fasting is having a hunger strike directed at hell. And I thought, well, that's good enough for me right there, right? <laughs> fasting will break the yoke of bondage. Fasting will release God's power and bring about supernatural results. Fasting will bring divine wisdom to life's most difficult questions. Fasting will humble our heart and reorder our lives so we can walk in God's divine purpose for life. Fasting can bring about supernatural protection and miraculous provision. Fasting will give you favor with people. Fasting brings heaven's answer and hell's defeat. Fasting makes a difference. And it's important that we get our heart ready to plan and prepare. So get ready for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, let's take a look at Mark 29. Here's a story where Jesus is up on top of the mountain, which we know to be Mount Transfiguration, with a few of his disciples. And he just was in that glory of God up there. Down below, his other disciples were there. Crowds were gathered, and a man come, came and brought his child, his son, uh, the Bible would talk about uh, possessed with a spirit, and then he was uh, struggling with epilepsy, and it would be thrown into the fire, and, and, the, and the dad comes and says, can you heal him? Can you pray for him? And they had done that before. They had laid hands and seen miracles, signs, and wonders, and so they're absolutely, yeah, let's pray for him now, and nothing happened. Jesus comes down from the mountain, sees what's taking place. The dad explains it to this to Jesus and says, your disciples couldn't do anything. And Jesus speaks to him and the boy is instantly healed. 
and they have a conversation, the, the, the disciples and Jesus, and they ask them, well, as a debrief, why couldn't we do that? Now, here's, this is where this comes from, another passage we'll look at in a few minutes, Mark 9, 29. So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting, nothing but. Now, we will equate that to that activity in the moment, but the reality is, for you and I, there are only things that will happen because of prayer and fasting. We are missing out perhaps on some things that God wants to do and release into our life because we've not added the spiritual discipline of fasting. There is a reason that God has established that. And maybe there's things in your life and they're not necessarily the exact scenario, but I would say to me in my life, there's things that probably are not coming out because I've not added the fasting into the prayer time. I think there's just some things according to the word of God that will only happen. I think that we need to understand that truth of God's word and add fasting as a spiritual discipline regularly, not just in January, to make sure we're not missing on the things of God that will only be conveyed to us and through us because of fasting and what fasting does to you and I. Now, I want to challenge you as you fast this year to fast food. Now, I don't want you to be like, oh, great, I'll go to Chick-fil-A every day. Fast food, I'm in, right? And like, no, it's... It's a, it's a Christian fast food, right? It's not open on Sunday. I'll come to the Missions Cafe and support missions. Gotta love that. I want you to seriously consider, what is it in your life that you can set aside for a time in order to position yourself not to miss out on the things that God has for you? Um, I'm talking about refusing to eat, of course, and use that time to be with God, find ways to be with God in those moments and Make sure that you are doing what you need to do spiritually in that time. Otherwise, it's just a diet. Otherwise, it's just starving. Uh, deny yourself to build your spirit. Use the time to seek the Lord. Uh, again, anything set aside for the purpose of seeking God will make a difference in your life. And, when, and I want to say this because people ask you, hey, I like to go to lunch with my friends, my coworker. We go to lunch once a week. My family, my friends, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Hey, I want to take you out to lunch again this week. Oh, no, I can't. I'm fasting. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's weird. I'm sorry. No, don't feel sorry for me because I'm going to see the power and presence of God in my life. I'm going to see the miraculous happen because things happen when I'm fast. Don't feel sorry for me. Maybe you should consider joining me so you can see the hand of God in your life because God is faithful to his word. Amen. And something happens when we deny ourselves of something in order to get closer or more of God. Something happens. Something happens that doesn't happen any other way. And so be excited about it. Have that attitude going into it. And again, the enemy's gonna try and mess with you or whatever, but understand that's what he's trying to do. So if you miss it, you blow it, then get back on track again. It's okay. And so here's some things that we're gonna be fasting for as a church. I want you to know that there's purpose and intentionality behind it as a church, calling a corporate fast. I'm calling all of you that would call this place home, all of you joining us online, or you just wanna get closer to God as well, to join us in a, in a corporate fast. And, and we're believing for, number one thing, highest priority is souls. We're fasting to see a spiritual awakening across our community, our state, our nation, and our world. There needs to be a greater spiritual awakening we need to be fasting and praying, and the greatest priority is souls for the lost to be found, amen? That is our greatest priority. Every time we pray as a team, as a staff, we try and make sure that before we dismiss prayer that we pray for the lost, the altar moments, the times that people are in a place of decision coming to Jesus or coming back to Jesus, and we are determined to see more than ever to depopulate hell and populate heaven, amen? And we're fasting and praying for the lost to be found. It is so important. 
Uh, we're praying uh, for and fasting for people of Tree of Life to be strong in the Lord. We want you not just to come and go to church. We don't want you to be an attender. We want you to be a disciple. We want you to walk in the strength of God. We want you to be strong in the Lord. We want you to have strong marriages, strong families, strong businesses, strong mentally, strong physically. We want you to be able to, to, to break addictions being broken off your life, restoration to come in relationships. We're fasting and believing and praying for this Tree of Life church to be strong in the, world, in the Lord. This area, this state, this nation needs a tree of life to a lost and hurting world, whereas people are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen? Fasting and believing for that. You need it. Your coworker needs it, you to be. Your neighbor needs you to be. The teacher of your children needs you to be strong in the Lord, whether they realize it or not. We need to be strong in the Lord. Number three, we're fasting and praying for growth of our prayer meetings. This is an interesting one, isn't it? But I thought, wow, am I looking, praying, God, what is it that we're fasting for? This rose up, nothing happens without prayer. God says, my house is to be called a house of prayer. And we have great, we've had 20, 30 people on a Saturday morning, but we're a congregation of much bigger than that. I would love to see the day that we can move from the lobby into the sanctuary. We have to because we need more seats. We need more space for more people to come and pray. What would happen if our prayer time looked like our Sunday time? That would be incredible. So we're fasting and praying for our prayer presence to increase, for our prayer attendance to increase. I know it doesn't always work in your schedule, but God honors sacrifice. Doesn't always work in my schedule, but God honors sacrifice. Something happens when God's people pray. Uh, we're believing for people to get connected. We're fasting and praying for people to get connected in a greater measure through groups and through serving. God has a place for everyone to belong. This isn't just you come and go. This is connect to the body of Christ. Some of the greatest ways is through small groups or groups and serving opportunities to get connected. But we just don't need to be a bunch of individuals. We need to be a family of God. Not just a group of Christians gathering together, but the family of God gathering together where we're welcoming, inviting others in as God brings them here. We need that. And the enemy's tactic is to divide and conquer. He wants to isolate. And we don't want people falling through the cracks or being in a room of people and feeling all alone. That's not what we're here for. We're here for everybody to find their place, to be connected to the body of Christ. So we're fasting and praying for that. We're fasting and <clears throat> praying for the next generation. Come on. We're fighting for our teens and for our kids. The devil's trying to steal a whole generation of young people. Culture's trying to steal a whole generation of young people. Social media is trying to steal a whole, culture, a whole generation of young people. But we will not be silent. We are gonna fast and pray for the hearts and minds of our teens and our kids, amen? We're gonna fight for that generation. We're gonna fight for them. We're not gonna give them over to the world to raise. We're not gonna give them over to popular uh, culture. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna fall into that. We're gonna fight for them through fasting and praying. We're gonna see God move because some things don't happen unless you fast. And we're gonna do it together, corporate together. So we're, we're fasting and praying for that. You'll hear other things throughout and as we get into February, we talk about our go messages. If you've been here, you know we'll share more vision along those lines. Uh, so the Bible gives us so many realities of what happens when we fast. It really does make a difference. I want to give you seven this morning. I'm trying to get you to say yes. I'm trying to encourage you at least to ask God 
I'm trying to get as many as we can in the house of the Lord here at Tree of Life to say yes to 21 days of prayer and fasting. But I want you to see the impact that it has through the scripture. Number one, fasting humbles our soul. Fasting humbles our soul. And that's important for you and I because we are, uh, we are comfortable, we are, are trained to deal with things on our own and our own strength and ability. But God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So we need to know that we need to humble ourselves before a holy God. And what happens when we do that? And fasting helps us humble ourselves before God. When we come to the end of our power, it's the beginning of God's power. When we come to a place of surrender in him and humility, he lifts you up. He releases the power and the grace, the scripture just said, as you humble yourself before the Lord. We are too much guarded and protected that we don't need anyone or anything. We even shut God out and we tell him, I got this. And we need to be people of surrender to him. Ezra 8, 21 through 23, uh, Ezra is taking, uh, he's been instructed to take uh, the wealth of the temple to Judah. And he's already talked to the king of the day and said, we're good, we don't need an escort, we don't need your help, we are trusting God. And now he's confronted with a moment, they're taking what is uh, related in today's wealth, uh, uh, the items from the temple are valued at $165 million of gold and $16 million in silver. And they're taking this on a road that's known to have bandits and uh, frequent attacks. And, and the king is like, hey, we'll send a military escort. And he's like, no, God's got this. God's gonna take care of us. Let's read the story in verse, uh, sorry, chapter eight, verse in Ezra 8, 21 through 23. Then I proclaimed a fast. So what does he do? I really need God in this moment. So he says, I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ava that we might humble ourselves before God to seek him the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. We can't do this without you, God. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we had spoken to the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him but his power, his wrath are against all those who forsake him. I need God, not man. I can't do this, I need God. And so they fasted to humble themselves. So we fasted and entered, uh, and entreated rather, our God for this, and he answered our prayer. When you fast, you humble yourself before God. I can't do this without you, and he answers. So fasting helps humble our soul. In Psalms 35, not in your notes, it says, I humbled myself with fasting. And I just wanna say this before we move on to the next point. Some of you are facing a situation and the last thing to enter your mind is to fast. Right, that's not our natural first thought. I don't know how I'm gonna do this or I'm trying to figure this out on my own, my own strength. And the, I don't even know if it's on your list of things to do when you come into a tough situation. We just don't automatically go to fasting, but the Bible says fasting will humble yourself before God and God will lift you up. Maybe some of you are facing a situation like that right now, and can I say 21 days of prayer and fasting will position you for God's intervention. God says you'll never solve the problem on your own, so humble yourself, you need my help. Uh, number two, fasting helps secure favor. Fasting helps secure favor. Sometimes we need favor with people. When you look at the book of Nehemiah, one of my favorite books, you see a passage of scripture, and we'll read a few chapters, or a few, we'll read a few chapters, read a few verses. 
And Nehemiah, basically at this time, he is in the court of the most powerful man on the planet. Jerusalem has been destroyed for over 100 years. Uh, God's people tried to rebuild it different times and had to stop. It got torn back down. 100 years, and Nehemiah hears about the situation. He hears a report from someone says it's still broken down and the people are just without a city, without walls, and it just touched his heart. So he's the cupbearer for the king. And says, so it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Now, actually, he was fasting and praying for four months. Not, like a continu- not that he didn't eat that, but he was fasting something and praying before God. But his response to what he heard, a hundred years of the walls being broken down, was to respond, get direction from God in his time of fasting. Now, what's interesting to me, that the people of Jerusalem got used to living in rubble. Some here today are used to living in rubble in your life. Your marriage is in rubble, your family is in rubble, your business is in rubble, your relationships are in rubble. Don't get used to that. For a hundred years, they were used to living, living in rubble, and then all of a sudden, it drops in Nehemiah's heart, and he begins to fast and pray. And then and what that did was then he went back to the king, and he said, the most powerful man on the planet, the king who had decreed that Jerusalem will forever be in rubble. He had a decree never to rebuild Jerusalem. Nehemiah fasts for four months. He prays, and he comes to the king and says, King, I want to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And the king says, okay. And then he says, oh, and by the way, king, I need some money to do it. Okay, no problem. You got it. Oh, and can I have a letter that will give me safe passage through all the territories to that place? Absolutely, here's your letter. Oh, and then can I have like the best timber out of your forest? Absolutely, you can have the best timber. Can I have the best? And all of a sudden, here the king who had decreed Jerusalem will never be built again, the most powerful person in the planet at the time. All of a sudden, he is responding and giving Nehemiah whatever he needed to rebuild Jerusalem, something that had been in rubble for 50, I mean, for 100 years. And Nehemiah rebuilt it in 52 days. Oh my goodness. To think about what 21 days of fasting could accomplish in the rubble in your life. 21 days is, seems like, that seems like as you're looking to fast a long stretch, but not in the economy of time of heaven. God can do amazing things if you're willing to fast. I love that picture, the favor of God. Let me finish this story. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Fasting helps secure favor. I don't know what you're experiencing today. I don't know the rubble in your life. I just know the rubble in my life. But maybe we've gotten used to rubble because we've not gotten used to fasting. But in just a time, God can rebuild, restore, repair. Amen? Rebuild. Uh, Nehemiah is a great example of that. Uh, I don't know, maybe you need, maybe you have rubble in your marriage. Maybe you need favor with a spouse, with a relationship, maybe at work, maybe with a neighbor. Fasting can give you favor. 
Number three, fasting helps us discern God's will. We all are asking, what is your plan for my life, God? What do you have for me? Why am I on the planet? Fasting helps us discern God's will. And all of us need to know or need to be reminded what God's will for our life is. Look at Acts 13, 2. Here's a moment in time. God is revealing his will. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, that tells me when you fast, the Holy Spirit's talking to you. So have a pen and paper ready. The Holy Spirit said, because of their worshiping and fasting, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them to, for the plan and purpose I have for their life, came revealed out of fasting and prayer. The Holy Spirit spoke. So when you're fasting, get ready because the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He's gonna direct you. He's gonna guide you. Let's take a look at another passage in Daniel 10, verses two through four. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks, and, and I think that's somewhere where we are. That really technically is fasting. Right? Oh, well, that makes sense. Mourning, fasting. Oh, yeah, I get it. Right? Don't mourn over it. He mourned for three weeks. Uh, can we go back? Let me read that. Verse two. I, I mourned for three weeks. Okay, I got it. I ate no choice food. Now, hold on to this word. I ate no choice food. Uh, the translation could be, another translation would be precious food. Uh, no meat or wine uh, touched my lips, and I used no fancy lotions or creams. Not your Libra reference. Okay, and at, uh, all the time until three weeks were over, 21 days. On the, listen to this, on the 24th day. So don't be discouraged if nothing happens while you're fasting these three weeks. Because God has his timing, right? He waited the 24th day. You may have to wait till the 24th month. I don't know, but I know God does things when we fast, right? On the 24th day of the first month, I was standing on the bank of the great river Tigris. So what's interesting to me is Daniel entered into this fast, and he chose not to participate in the choice foods and lotions and creams there, whatever. Uh, and another translation of those things would be precious. Now take a look at what it says in Daniel 10. 10, a hand touched me and set me trembling upon my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, hold on to that word, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up for now I have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. All of a sudden we see now this verse has a connection to verse three where it says, I began to fast precious things, the translation would be, and now all of a sudden, heaven looks down in response and says, Daniel, you are highly esteemed above others. Now, we're all equally loved, right? God loves us all equally, but how much we walk in God is up to us. So Daniel, and fasting, precious food became precious to heaven. Is it, is it maybe fair to say that when God's people fast and pray, heaven stands up and looks down and says, that's awesome. Is it fair to say, according to the word of God, when God's people fast and pray, you, know, you are all loved equally, but then there's something more you're doing and heaven's just like, oh man, that guy's precious, that woman's precious. I, I don't know. I wanna find out. Fasting and praying. Daniel was esteemed of the others for his fasting and praying. Fasting gives you, number four, fasting gives us the power to break down divine strongholds. We don't recognize or acknowledge spiritual activity or warfare as much as we should down here. And now you're like, okay, it's getting weird now. <laughs> no, because there's a real devil and there's real demonic activity. And honestly, we know that. I mean, look at all the current movies, right? <laughs> 
You want to talk about spiritual things? There's a lot of spiritual things happening, and you and I need to understand that it all happens in the spirit before it's manifest in the natural. And so you and I are spirit beings when we're born again. The Bible says we're recreated in the image of God. Well, I don't look like they look, but my spirit man has been recreated. And we did a, 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 a series already back in the fall, all dressed up. I would encourage you to go listen to it if you haven't or listen again. We talked about the spiritual dynamic of who you are and how we need to address things at its root because everything has a spiritual root. And so we have to understand that there's spiritual or demonic, if you will, activity in the world today, and we need to be aware of that. And fasting helps us break through the power of demonic strongholds or spiritual activity. And Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I, I don't know if you know this, but I've done this just because of study. Almost one-third of miracles in the Scripture involve spiritual activity. I just thought they were sick. Almost one-third of the Scripture, study them out, People are sick, they're dealing with things, but it had a spiritual root to it. So there's a lot more going on than we realize, but fasting will help you deal with demonic activity. Uh, fasting can break those things. Now, we already looked at Mark 9 when Jesus came down and he said, this only comes out, only way it comes out is through prayer and fasting. Same story in Matthew 17, 20. Jesus looks at them and replies, same story. They're asking, how come we couldn't do this? And he replied to his disciples, because you have so little faith. Now, what I want you to understand here is sometimes the problem that we face are bigger than our faith. Now all of a sudden, all of a moment, it's overwhelming. I never thought, I couldn't imagine. I don't know how, this is greater, this is bigger. And I will tell you this right now, prayer and fasting will build and increase your faith. But not only will it do that, it will give you a greater awareness of the spiritual authority that you have. Because you have spiritual authority. If you're born again, we just need to see what's happening and our time of fasting will help us remember, remind us, release the spiritual authority that we have in the situations of our life. Uh, we need to have a greater awareness of our spiritual authority. He's given us his authority. And most people aren't aware of the authority given to them or how to walk in it. See, your problem's not natural, it's supernatural. Your answer's not natural, it's supernatural. And when we fast and pray, we're addressing the things the natural with the supernatural. And so I, I dare say, and I hope you receive this well as a pastor, there's a lot of spiritual strongholds in our lives. I mean, it's the truth of it. I mean, I, I'll say it this way because it's biblical, but I don't, no, not judgmental. There's a lot of demonic strongholds in our life. We've looked at things, we've listened to things, we've allowed things, we've watched things, we I don't want to say that you've invited things in, but things have come in and built strongholds in our life. And it has a spiritual root. And it's truth to that. And we need to understand, if you're facing that today because of whatever reason, and maybe it's happened over years and years and years, and it typically does, I, I want to say to you that fasting has the power to break those strongholds off your life. Fasting has the power to break addiction off your life, break anger off your life, break offense off your life, break unforgiveness off your life. Fasting has the ability. You're trying to do it in the natural, and all you can do is, best you can do is chaos management or put Band-Aids on things, but fasting has the ability spiritually to break that off your life, to destroy the chains of bondage. Fasting is the power to break strongholds. Number five, I gotta, I gotta finish out. I got three more. Number five, fasting prepares us for the new seasons of life. I don't know if you know this, but Moses fasted 40 days before the law came to him. 
Elijah fasted 40 days before God told him to select Elisha as a successor. Jesus fasted 40 days before he began his earthly ministry. So I'm here to say, we're going from 21 to 40. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, with the 21, but Paul fasted 40 days after his salvation experience, and Paul fasted before the start of his global missions, and on and on and on it goes. If you're facing a new season in your life, it's first of the year. Entering into a new business, entering into a new relationship, maybe a marriage. Maybe you're changing jobs. Maybe you're having to move. Maybe whatever that changes, the new season, a new season. You should begin every new season in your life with fasting. Let God reveal the things to you during this season that he has for you. If you're entering a new season, whatever that looks like, I dare say that you need to spend some time fasting. Acts 13, two through three says this. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called them. Verse three. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and set them up. You know what we're actually seeing here? We're seeing they fasted, set apart Barnabas and Paul, and they fasted. You know what that means to you and I? Fasting needs to be a part of our regular life. It should be a lifestyle for us. Especially when we're entering things like new seasons. Jesus said in Matthew 6, when you fast, not if you fast. Jesus said, when you fast. Fasting will move us forward in the purposes of God. And so you're getting ready again for a new season. Spend some time fasting. It's a new year, a new you, new opportunities. Let's fast. Number six, fasting can bring healing. Fasting can bring healing. And I know that we're all at times, and some of us perhaps, and I want to say it this way very carefully, but I want you, I want you to hear my heart in this, that sometimes we feel like we have, have progressed some in our healing, but maybe we've stalled and need to go. Maybe you need to fast. Let's take a look here in Isaiah 58, 6 through 8, what it says. Is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them, not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Maybe some of us are not at the place and are healing our health because we need to spend time now fasting. Because it says, talks about the fast. There's a lot of great things in that passage, by the way. But it says healing can come. Healing will come, says healing will come quickly. And then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. I believe God will do something physically in us during this time. He wants to bring healing. Let me give you the last one. Fasting gives us a greater awareness of God's presence. You're drawing closer to God. You're tuning out the things of the world. You have an ability to hear him, be near him in a greater way, and it brings God's presence closer. It silences the voices of the world. You dial in the presence of God. There's something about fasting that brings heaven near your heart and your home in a unique way. It's just different. It's unique when you add fasting to it. Isaiah 58, 8 says this, Back to that scripture. Uh, your light will break forth like the dawn. Your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. You know what that literally means in today's word? God's got your back. God's got your back. Wherever you go, whatever you do, when you fast, you create this unique type of thing in your life. God's got you. Oh, he'll never leave you or forsake you, but he's got your back. He's always there. I love that picture. 
Fasting brings God's protection, God's attention, God's power, but most of all, his presence. We just want to be in the presence of God. It changes us. It brings a nearness to him that is different. Isaiah 58, 9, my last scripture, I'm closing with this one. And then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. I know there's people in here today that don't want to go through another year like you just went through. I know there's people in here today that would say, if this doesn't change, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want another year. I don't want what I just had this year. How can it be better? How can it be different? And I would say to you, fast. Because I would say to you in that moment, God says, here am I. I've never left. I don't know what you've experienced or where you are today, but I know this. Fasting brings the presence of God in a way that it doesn't without. He's got your back. He's right there and says, I've never left you. I'm here. Here am I. This year doesn't have to be like last year. You don't have to experience and face what you face. It can be different, but you have to do something different. 21 days. Prayer and fasting. What will you do? Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. 